Good morning to everyone. Hare Krishna. We're very pleased that you have chosen to join us this morning here at Radha Kalajanji Dam, Dallas, Texas. We know that some of you are listening in out of the parts of the world. And so we're very pleased to know that you're listening in with us, joining in, that you've chosen to spend part of your day listening to some philosophy of Krishna consciousness. Those of you who are in our neighborhood area listening in by radio or telephone or by internet, we welcome you also and very glad that you have chosen to join us this morning. Tomorrow is a big day. It's the uh, celebrating the Ratyatra in uh, Plano, Texas, just, just north of Dallas. So if it's possible for you to come and join in in that celebration, uh, the Lord in his form as Lord Jagannath will be carried around a circuit in the city of Plano on a cart, on a magnificent cart. So we'll be happy to have you. I'm Rupa Nogadas. I'm a disciple of Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, who is a disciple of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. We also welcome those of you who are listening in after the class is finished because we do have an archived version of the classes that are given here in Shishivarakala Chindidam. We have a, the archives are available online. And uh, if, you, if you need to find out how to get to them online, there are a number of people that you can get in touch with. So this morning we're going to be reading very close to the completion of the twelfth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the final canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the magnificent Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam. And so we'll be reading today, uh, this will be Canto 12, Chapter 13, and the text that we're, we will be reciting this morning and being, and give some discussion on is, uh, number 15, text number 15. So that's 12, 1315. So we're pleased that you've come to join us. First of all, we'll begin by offering uh, some prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is here with us in his deity form, as he always is, he and his beautiful consort, Srimati Radharani. Krishna is known here at Radha Kalachanji Dham as Kalachanji. This has been... Um, Translated by His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj as the beautiful moon-faced Lord. And if you ever see Him in person, you will see that He is indeed a very beautiful moon-faced Lord and very beautifully decorated by our dedicated pujaris here at Radhakala Chanjidam. So here's some, here's some words. Sing along with us if you will. Kunjabi Hari Jayaradhamadava Kunjabi Hari Jai Gopi Janavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
Jaya Gopichanda Vallabha Girivaradare Jashurananda Bajajana Ranjana Jashurananda Bajajana Ranjana Jamunatira Vanachari Jamunatira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Gunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Gunja Bihari Jai Gaur Premananda Hari Hari Bo Jai Om Vishnupad Paramahamsa Padipajaka Charja Hasto Tarasata Shri Shimadis Divine Grace Abhoye Chananara Vindvaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai Om Vishnupad Paramahamsa Padipajaka Charja Hasto Tarasata Shri Shimadis Divine Grace Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Gosami Maharaj, Shila Prabhupada Ki, Ananta Koti Vaishnavrinda Ki, Iskan BBT Founder Charger, Shila Prabhupada Ki, Iskan Guru Parampara Ki, Shri Rupa Shri Sanatan Bhattaraganat, Shri Jiva Gopal Bhattadasaraganat, Sadko Sami Prabhu Ki, Nama Charger, Shila Haridas Thakur Ki, Premzeko, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nitanda, Shri Advaita Gadadha, Shri Vasari Gora Bhakta Rindaki, Shri Shri Radha Krishna, Gopa Gopinath Shamukund Radakund Giri Govardhanaki, Shri Vindamandamaki, Shri Maturadamaki, Shri Mayapur Nabaduitamaki, Shri Jagannath Pudidamaki, Ganga Deviki, Jamunamayaki, Tulsi Devi Ki, Bhakti Devi Ki, Samavira Bhakta Vrinda Ki, Brihat Madanga, Transcendental Book and Prasadam Distribution Ki, Gora Premananda, Hari Hari Bo. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hari Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hari Krishna. All glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. Namo Vishnu Vidaya Krishna Pastaya Bhutale Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Sarasthi Deve Godabadi Pachanine Nivashesha Shinivari Pastata Deshitarine And we have back with us today and very happy to have Baladei Vijabhushan Prabhu who has come returned home from his other home in Sri Mayapurdam and brought his lovely wife Vidivadu Devi and his son with him. We're very pleased to have you back. Wish we could keep
keep you somehow or other. But Mayapur has a very strong gravitational effect on it. pulls people into it. So our text today, once again, is in the 12th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 13, text number 15. So 12, 13, 15. If you have your copy of Bhagavatam close at hand, you're at home listening or you're at work or somewhere, uh, then please, please read along with us. This is text number 15. We'll read first of all, well, we'll read line by line the uh, Sanskrit. And then we'll read the translation. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam namaskritya naram chayvanarottamam devin sarasvatim yasantato jayam udirayat Nastapreshva badreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya bhagavatyottama shloke bhakti bhavadi nashtaki grantara simur bhagavatam ki jai Text number 15 Sarva vedanta saram he Sarva Vedanta Saram He Sri Bhagavatam Ishyate Sri Bhagavatam Ishyate Tadrasamrita Triptasya Tadrasamrita Triptasya Nanyatra syadn rati kwachit. Nanyatra syadn rati kwachit. All right, we'll read the entire verse now in poetry form. Sarva vedantascharam hi. Sri Bhagavatam Mishyate. Tadrasamrita triptasya Nanyatra syadnrati kwachit Chant please. Sarvaviranta saramhi Sri Bhagavatam misyate Tarasamrita Kittasya Nanyatrasya Nati Kachi Sarvam Vedanta Saram He Sri Bhagavatam Mishyate Tadrasamrita Triptasya Nanyatrasya Nati Kvachit Very good, sir. Now, word-for-word translations. 
Sarva Vedanta, of all Vedanta philosophy, Saram, the essence, He, indeed, Sri Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam, Ishyate, is said to be, Tat, of it, Rasa Amrita, by the nectarian taste, Triptasya, for one who is satisfied, Na, not, Anyatra, elsewhere, Syat, there is, Rati, attraction, Kvachit, ever, Translation by the disciples of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam is declared to be the essence of all Vedanta philosophy. One who has felt satisfaction from its nectarian mellow will never be attracted to any other literature. There is no purport and I am not going to read farther, but I would like to go back and read text 11 and 12, which were given last week. Uh, they, if the uh, Bhagavatam was spoken on last week for these two verses, 11 and 12. And the translation to these two verses, from beginning to end, the Srimad Bhagavatam is full of narrations that encourage renunciation of material life as well as nectarian accounts of Lord Hari's transcendental pastimes, which give ecstasy to the saintly devotees and demigods. This Bhagavatam is the essence of all Vedanta philosophy, because of its, sub- because its subject matter is the absolute truth, which, while non-different from the spirit soul, is the ultimate reality, one without a second. The goal of this literature is, is, is exclusive devotional service unto that supreme truth. So this is the chapter that is entitled, this is uh, chapter number 13, it's entitled, The Glories of Srimad Bhagavatam. And the glories are very expressly given in this. So uh, once again, the translation to, our, to, to today's text. Srimad Bhagavatam is declared to be the essence of all Vedanta philosophy. One who has felt satisfaction from its nectarian mellow will never be attracted to any other literature. Om Jnana Timidandasya Jnana Salakaya Chakchulun Militam Jaina Tasmai Sri Gurave Namah Shri Chaitanya Manovishtam Savidam Jaina Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamaya Dadati Swavarantikam Pandeham Shri Guru Shri Dukta Parakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavam Scha Shri Rupam Sagradattam Sahagana Raghunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Savadvaitam Savaduttam Padijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha 
ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣ ಸುಂಡೋ ದಿನ ಬಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪದೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾ ಕಾಂತ ರಾಧಾಕಾಂತ ನಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ತಪ್ತ ಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ಬೃಂದವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭನುಸೂತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿ ಪ್ರಿಯ ವಂಚಕಲ್ಪತರುಭ್ಯಸ್ಚಾಕೃಪಸಿಂಧುಬಿಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭುನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀರ್ವೈತಕರಧಾರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸರಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರಿ ಹರಿ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರಿ ಹರಿ ಕಂತರಾಜ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾರಿ ಜಯ ನಾಮ ಓಂ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಬರಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪುಸ್ತಾಯ ಭೂತಲೆ ಶ್ರೀಮತೆ ತಮಾವ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಗೋಸ್ವಾಮಿ So we've chosen as a topic for today realizing the superiority of the Srimad Bhagavatam. It seems that we in in this in this society uh we need to understand that there is a need for relief because in this age of Kali even though we're only 5000 years into this age of Kali and this age is going to last for what is it how many years 400000 years so this is a long time for this age to last and it's becoming increasingly difficult uh those of us who have been around for 50 60 70 years can remember a time when things were simpler in our society when people were better in our society and there was less difficulty less trouble but it was not as good as it had been 100 years before that so even in in the space of 50 years time or let's just say in the space of one generation's time uh the it it has become more and more difficult because people are are becoming hopeless of finding happiness they are becoming satisfied with little bits and pieces of what they call happiness which we understand from our teachings are are simply momentary cessations of misery and suffering so even though we don't like to dwell on this idea of suffering too much still it is considered to be a very valuable thing in this age because without suffering and misery uh people are not very likely to seek out uh, uh answers to questions that any human being should be asking and those as we as we've said many times in the past from this vyasasan uh those those are uh the uh the sufferings are are due to uh let me see i've i've lost my train of thought just for a moment um well anyhow people people are suffering from from lack of happiness and the suffering is is valuable because it now getting back onto the train of thought because it helps us to remember the questions that people ask when they reach the human platform and shil prabhupada has said before we can become become krishna conscious or god conscious we have to become conscious and so conscious means as human beings 
asking the important questions, such as, who am I? Where did I come from? Uh, what am I supposed to be doing here? Uh, why, why is it that I, I have to give up my, my body? I have to die. And what is my next destination? These are the questions that human beings ask. The lower living entities cannot ask these questions. They don't have the consciousness to be able to do that. And we see that even the two-legged, the two-legged animals known as, we call them human beings, another term for most of them is dwipatapashu, and that's where we've all come from. That, that of being two-legged animals who do not have the consciousness to ask the important questions. And so the Srimad Bhagavatam then, it, it, it is like a, a light. So we believe that relief can result from manipulation of our material situations that we're in. And those of us that have children that have, have reached uh, teenagehood or adulthood, uh, uh, and we have watched our children having to go through a certain amount of suffering, we, we know from watching them and from remembering our own experiences that we were quite sure that we could find happiness if we simply got the right education, that we got the right job, that we were making enough money, that we moved into the right neighborhood, that we sent our kids to the right school. All of these are simply material adjustments that we have learned to make along the way. And we we think that uh, uh, others' experiences are generally more satisfying than our own. We're always comparing ourselves to the people around us in our society, thinking that we are more fortunate or less fortunate than other people. And so that in itself uh, causes us to feel always somewhat inadequate or to feel very proud, one or the other, when we look at some people and their situations, we think, oh, we're so much more fortunate than these people are. And when we uh, when we see the higher echelons of our society, uh, we, we may think to ourselves, well, why can't I live like this person is living in a nice house, in a nice neighborhood, with lots of popularity in our society, with all kinds of toys that we can in, enjoy, like like boats and motorhomes and and uh, country places that we can go to for a vacation. And so we're making those comparisons, and so there's a certain amount of distress that we experience in our daily lives just by thinking that I'm not in the right place at the right time. People don't know how to appreciate my efforts that I'm performing uh, I, I'm not getting paid enough to be able to live as the people I see around me. So these are causes of distress in our society. And so there is a need for relief. And so we want to relieve the distress that we find in our own daily material lives. Um, incidentally, there were, there have been, uh, two classes already given this week, uh, one on Monday by Mother uh, Mother uh, Antaryami Devi, and uh, the class that was given yesterday 
by uh, Jai Goranga Prabhu, who is uh, who, along with his wife and his and his two children, have recently come and joined our community here, and we're very pleased to have them. And it's it's been a great pleasure to listen to to both Mother Antayami and to Jai Goranga Prabhu, because they were they were speaking on this topic of the Srimad Bhagavatam and the glories of it. Um, and and giving us some some enlightenment from their own personal experiences, so we understand that uh, the effects of reading the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, for example, we learn about the extraordinary lives of other people, and there are many of us who uh, came to some point in our lives thinking that is is this all there is. Is this getting up every day and going to a boring, monotonous job? Is this, is this all I can expect out of my life? Dealing with people, some of whom are, are pretty nice and make me feel good, and other people who are kind of, uh, kind of nasty, maybe because of a certain amount of enviousness or a certain, uh, a feeling of superiority that, uh, that tend to make me feel not so good about myself. And so we, we have to deal with this and we wonder, is, is that all there is? There was a song that was, that had that as, as one of the first lines in it that was back in the 1970s, I think. Is that all there is? And it's talking about a young girl who watched her house burning. And so, uh, if, if we've ever known anyone or we've ever, ever had the experience of our house being burned down, uh, we realize that this is one of the most traumatic things that the only shelter perhaps that we had in this material world was the house that we lived in. And it's just full of memories and it's full of, of photographs from the past. It's full of our, our, the clothes that we wear, we're comfortable with, and the rooms that we go to for various, uh, various, uh, activities. You know, we have our, our bedrooms that we can retreat to and take rest. It's and all of this to watch that go go up in flames is a very difficult thing. So it's uh, we we want to learn then about those persons who have extraordinary lives, not the common lives that we have that are full of suffering. So we become very much attracted to that which is beyond our ordinary perception. And if we've been in the habit of reading in the past, or even if we don't read anymore, and I think not so many people read as they did 50 years ago, but rather we tend to depend on the Internet and depend on television for our entertainment and our so-called enlightenment, and so we become very much attracted to those persons' lives who are very extraordinary, which are full of adventure and full of, of, of success. And even though they're conflicts, they, they always seem to overcome their conflicts and, and they just have lives that are much more interesting than our lives are. And we, we want to find a way to make our lives more interesting and satisfying. Because either our lives are very difficult, or if everything is going along pretty nicely, then it doesn't take very long for us to become bored of our situation. So we we find ourselves, as many people do, looking for love in all the wrong places. And so therefore, we, we're always trying to make some material adjustment to our lives to make them more interesting and satisfying. We've become convinced that uh, 
even entering the spiritual realm is possible, but we don't usually contemplate the spiritual until we become totally disgusted or or, um, discouraged in our own lives. If If we're not getting what we thought we would get out of our lives, and if we have children, we see them going through the same kind of of misery, suffering, thinking that, oh, I can find happiness if I move here. I can find happiness if I find another partner. I can have, I, I can certainly have happiness if I just have a child or two children or three children. Certainly these things will bring me happiness. But we, we, we and they have found out that happiness does not just does not result from just a change in our material surroundings and our material activities. It just doesn't happen. We might get, it's just like purchasing a new car. We might have a great deal of pride and satisfaction in driving a new car. But after a few months of driving in the Dallas traffic or the Houston traffic or New York or Chicago or Los Angeles traffic, uh, that new car doesn't really have the same effect on us as it did when we first bought it and we went out to our driveway and got in it and just sat in it for a moment, maybe just noticing all of the, all of the, uh, the fine features that it has compared to the cars that we've had in the past. So this is, this is the way it is with everything in our material lives. Uh, there's a certain amount of pleasure that comes for a while, and then either the pleasure goes away or we, we just become bored by having the same kinds of pleasure uh, day in and day out. So there has to be a way to find more happy, and we're looking for that because that's our nature. We're, we're sat-chit-ananda. Uh, anand means we're in our natural state of, of spiritual life. We're... Uh, blissful. We're very happy. And so when we come into this world, uh, Krishna gives us all the opportunities for finding happiness, but unless we abide by the law book, in other words, the rules of proper human life, uh, that happiness tends to elude us. And so, uh, we, we, we cannot, we cannot find so we trying to we try to go somewhere else and find happiness and finally if we come into contact with uh, krishna's devotees then we can start t- catching a glimpse of how we can move from thinking about just a material life to thinking about something that has to do with our true nature which is spiritual and so we learn that We've been foolish all along thinking that we could find lasting happiness in this material world because we're like the fish out of water who doesn't have, who doesn't have what he, what he really needs to make him happy. Only by getting back into the water will he become happy, regardless of how nice the situation is that you give him to live in. And so that's, that's what we are. So once we have learned Something about the spiritual world, then we, we want to help others to overcome their own boredom and despair that they must have been dealing with for, you know, a goodly portion of their lifetime. So we, uh, we want to help them recognize the temporary nature of their ordinary lives. Because, uh, if, if something is not permanent, 
if something is always changing, then uh, you're not going to be able to find lasting, hap- lasting happiness there. So better to look for that which is unordinary, that which is spiritual in its origin and its nature. So we want to help people to find it and to develop a new and interesting way of seeing. Because there, you know, there are a couple of ways of seeing. One, one way of seeing means to simply have physical vision so that you can observe what is going on around you. But another way of seeing means to go into what you're observing with greater understanding. And so if you develop a new and interesting way of seeing the, the things that are going on around you in your life, then there's a possibility that you might be able to then come to an understanding that this material life is not permanent. It's very temporary. And therefore, there's no possibility of finding lasting happiness in that which is temporary. So uh, we want to change our lives, and we go through this this period of changing our lives from the way that we used to live them. Many of us uh, then went through this process in a big way back in the 70s, and those of us who are now in our 60s and 70s, we we remember back in the 1970s uh, that that we began changing our lives, but we ran into some obstacles whenever we tried to make those changes. And young people who are, are, are not just young people, but anybody that we approach today with some idea of the, the Supreme Lord and, and, uh, his abode and his activities, uh, that this is going to require a new way of seeing things and it's also to enter into it is going to require some austerities that we have never performed before. And so my wife and I, back in 1971, we made a decision two years before we came into contact with Krishna devotees, before we ever heard the name Krishna. Uh, back in 1971, we decided to uh, take up a vegetarian diet. And there was there were all kinds of obstacles coming from the people around us, from our family members, from the people that we worked with. They couldn't understand why we would want to give up something that was so much an integral part of celebration, and that is eating eating the flesh of animals. They felt that unless you had animal flesh in, in as part of your meal, your meal was not complete. As a matter of fact, there was an old saying that was going around, a meal without meat is a meal incomplete. And so there are obstacles then that that we had to overcome. These were some of the austerities. But once once that we came into contact with devotees of the Lord, we learned the reasons for hearing and chanting and reading. And the way we first began to learn about this, were for many of us, was through Srila Prabhupada's books, which uh, I was very fortunate enough to get my first copy of the Bhagavatam uh, back in 1973 and begin a process that would eventually lead me in 1979. This is six years after I received my first copy of a Transcendental Literature. Uh, it, it, and it, it led to the point of leaving uh, my a beautiful state that we were living in, East Tennessee, that was in the mountains, 
and coming to Dallas, Texas to join this community, which was just being uh, revised, reformed uh, in a way, say, renovated by uh, His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami. And this community actually had begun in the early 70s uh, when some people came over from, some devotees came over from California, set up a preaching center here, and eventually purchased the property that was going to become Radha Chanji's temple. And so, uh, there was, there are rewards then that we get for helping other people try to find a spiritual path. And, uh, those persons who have the uh, have the ability and have the desire, the burning desire to go out and distribute transcendental literatures to people, know that occasionally there's someone who is just waiting for the information to come to them, how they can change their lives from being ordinary, dull, and boring, and full of trouble, uh, to a life that is very light and airy, and and full of, of knowledge that will lead us to a better kind of destination in the future. Even in this lifetime, we can have a, a, a better life by taking up the practices of Krishna consciousness. So we become convinced that uh, that this philosophy is real by trying to give it to others. In other words, by trying to convince other people to take a piece of literature and, and read a little bit of it and learn something about spiritual life, we ourselves become more convinced that this is a, a legitimate way of finding real happiness in this world. And we enter in our, into relationships with people as a result of meeting people and giving them the opportunity to take up spiritual life. We can sometimes enter into relationships with them that are mutually beneficial because even though we have perhaps more to give them than they have to give us initially, we find that many people, especially young people, will come into our community, take up spiritual life, and we're more encouraged by them than we can expect that they ever were by us. So it's a mutual thing. It's very mutual, uh, mutually beneficial and very satisfying to do that, to establish that kind of thing. And so we enjoy the feeling of living a very purposeful life. Once we, once we take up spiritual practices, uh, then we feel that there is, there's a real purpose in this life. And that is not only to get ourselves out of this material world, but also to help others, uh, advance along the path of spiritual life so that they too can not only experience a much happier, much more fulfilled life in this present body, and then and, and then later on, uh, when they leave their bodies, move on to their next destination, wherever it might be, and, and expect that uh, knowing that Krishna is going to give us uh, the results of having tried really hard in this lifetime, to make some spiritual progress and try to do something to serve him and his devotees. So we, we are, in a sense, in, in essence, or in effect, we are actually, re, we're paying forward a debt that has, uh, that we owe to those who have helped us. So that's the best way that we can think of to serve 
the persons who have helped us is by giving that same knowledge to someone else and, and helping them get started on the path or help them make some progress on the path of spiritual development in this lifetime. So Srimad Bhagavatam then is, is the, is one of the main rule books that we live by. Not only, and it's not just a book of rules either, a, a bunch of thou shalt do this and thou shalt not do this. But rather it's, it's talking about the very intriguing lives of persons who are extraordinary. Sometimes extraordinarily bad, sometimes extraordinarily good. But it's generally about, the Srimad Bhagavatam is about the Supreme Lord and His devotees and the struggles that they have and the difficulties they have to overcome uh, to come into full understanding, realization of the Supreme Lord, the fact that He does exist. And so we understand from all the literatures that we've read that Krishna has always been there and He's just waiting for us to turn our heads toward Him. And so therefore, He allows us to suffer some of the reactions that are coming to our past activities. One of my prayers for my own children is that my dear Lord, Please give my children whatever reactions they have to have that uh, even though it might be suffering, it helps to turn their faces back toward you. Please don't destroy them, but please give them that opportunity by allowing them to suffer whatever reactions they have coming to them. And then I will thank you very much, and I will try to help other people in the same way that I try to help my own children. So Srimad Bhagavatam is the, is the supreme piece of literature, um, very voluminous. There's many volumes of the Srimad Bhagavatam that can be purchased and put in one's own home. And we encourage everyone who is listening in that if you don't already have a set of Srimad Bhagavatam in your house, that you please make an attempt to get it. It's not expensive if you buy it as a whole set. Very reasonable price for wonderfully bound, beautiful books uh, with beautiful dust jackets on them. And, and they're just full of interesting, uh, interesting lives of persons who are extraordinary. And that will give us some encouragement then to uh, spiritualize all of our activities and to help others also become engaged in this kind of spiritual life. And therefore, we will we'll come to the point of chanting the holy names of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which are said to be the only way out of this material world in this lifetime. So even though this age that we're in now is full of dis- despair, disillusion, temporary uh, happiness, very temporary happiness, and uh, we're heavily burdened with suffering, even though those are present, uh, we are given a very simple method for getting out of this material world, and that's by chanting the holy names of the Lord. And uh, the the literature that is uh, that is very essential to our coming to the point of recognizing how powerful the chanting is, is the Srimad Bhagavatam. Of course, there's the Bhagavad Gita, which is like the introductory literature uh, to spiritual life, and then there's the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is considered to be like this is this is your college level study, uh, your graduate level study, and then uh, then there's the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is considered to be the postgraduate study 
of spiritual life. But these three literatures, primary literatures, Srimad Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, these are the three literatures that devotees of Krishna are especially interested in studying again and again so that we can uh, understand how to make our lives perfect and how to help other people perfect their lives as well. Hare Krishna. So we'll end here and ask if there are any comments that uh, would like to be made. I wish we could hear from those of you who are listening in online. Yes, Samuel? So what do, what do you understand, Samuel, from the answers that you've been given to your questions? Uh, what do you understand to be the solution to the problem? What is what is the what what is the cause of of all our problems anyhow? What was that? What answer have you heard? Ourselves. That's right. And what we've done in the past, right? So any suffering that we have to undergo, regardless of whether it's in a mental hospital or whether it's just uh, going to work every day, or or catching catching the bus or the train and going somewhere, any difficulties that we have, we understand that we are the causes of all of those problems that we have. But what is the solution to it? Chanting Hare Krishna, every day chanting Hare Krishna, and doing what you're doing, and that is coming and listening to Krishna philosophy in the class, and then after we get done with that, going and doing what? What happens, what happens after class, after the Bhagavatam class? Prashadam. And so I bet that's what you have your mind on right now. <laughs> You're a very lucky man. And we also are very lucky. So all of you, all of you who are listening in, you're just like desire trees. You fulfill the desires of everyone. You're full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. So we offer humble obeisances. Bantakalpatarubhyas chai kripasandibhyayavacha patitanam pavanibhyo vaishnavivu namo namah anantakoti vaishnavrinda ki jai shila prabhupada ki jai shimad bhagavatam ki jai Shri Shri Radha Kalachandidam Ki Jai. Gora Premananda. Hari Hari Bo. Everybody get out there and have yourselves a good day. Remember the Supreme Lord. Remember to chant. And whenever you have a chance, please read the Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna.